What's going on with Jaquindon Jackson? Utah adds a player through the transfer portal and gets a recruit. Plus, we know who Utah's first three opponents will be officially. All that and more on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube, and wherever you may get your podcasts. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. Love interacting with all of you in the YouTube comments as well as on social media. X, you can follow our show at Locked On Utes or on my personal handle at JT Wistersill. Today's episode of Locked On Utes is brought to you by Prize Picks. You can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. My name is JT Wistersil, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about some recruiting with Utah picking up an elite tight end, also adding an elite athlete to their 2024 recruiting class. And speaking of 2024, we got the first three games on the schedule officially booked, so got to talk about that. But we have to start with everything going on with Jaquindon Jackson, Utah's phenomenal running back from not just this season, but the year before when he first made the position change. You know, started out in that quarterback battle with Bryson Barnes back in 2022 loses out on it says i'm going to turn into a running back basically becomes an elite running back one of the better ones in the pac-12 to close the season and we all thought he'd have a monster season and he had a really good season i think injuries slowed down a little bit what we thought was going to be a thousand yard season for him but still had 742 yards average nearly five yards a carry had four touchdowns throughout the season too and you know receiving wise nine catches for 53 yards i was curious what his receiving sets will be because it didn't feel like he made a huge impact in that game but uh as I was kind of, as I was thinking back on it, I'm like, oh, remember in the spring game, he went crazy with the catches. But, um, you know, that was something that more that Sione Vaki, obviously Mikai Bernard, the very first game was looked at to do. Um, but, you know, so often too, Utah's backs are asked to stay in and pass protect. But yeah, Jaquindon's been great for Utah, but we land now in the era of NIL. And look, this is all, I always debate if I want to talk about stuff like this because it's just so much noise on X and I think maybe even Reddit is where this first got started. I'm not even hundred percent sure, but there's just a lot of noise about it. I think people have questions. So I thought we could talk about the meeting. I do not know what's going to happen. I don't know by the time this episode comes out tomorrow for all I know, Jaquindon Jackson could post his message that says, you know, I, I love Utah. Thanks for everyone giving me the opportunity with that being said, I've decided to enter my name in the transfer portal or there could be nothing still, and maybe Jaquinnon just ends up staying at Utah. That's where there's just so much up in the air about this. We don't know anything, hence why you haven't seen anyone officially really report on it, just saying every, people who have, they've just kind of said like, hey, I'm just hearing right now that there's things that could potentially happen. So that's where it's just like we have to talk about the potential. And this would be a tough blow for Utah for sure. I think when you're talking about a guy like Jaquindon, just a veteran back with experience who, well, now turned into a veteran back with experience, right? But like just to do what he did this past year, there's – very few guys who do that that then come back to college football, I feel like. So it's just a nice, familiar presence for Utah. He's just such a beast in between the tackles, a guy who runs so hard, shows off good vision. 
I always felt like any shortcomings he had in the running game were not due to him, but more so the offensive line. You do see at times, like in some offenses, the, it is the offensive line. Some it's the running backs. I feel like Utah's issues more this year running the ball at times were offensive line failing to execute than like a Jaquindon missing the hole. I felt like he would always break tackles each game because of how strong he is, showed the good vision, as I mentioned, with those quick feet, able to make those cuts. Didn't have the breakaway speed to score like the long touchdowns. He was actually probably a little faster last year, just watching him, I might say, but I think he traded that in for some strength, which suited him well and allowed him to really muscle in some tough carries for Utah throughout the season. So Jaquindon, you know, and battled injuries too. That's the other thing you got to give him a ton of credit for. Just so tough to be able to fight through those constant little, I think it was an ankle injury that was constantly nagging on him. And yet each week went out, competed for this team and helped them win games and stay competitive despite all the injuries. So Jaquindon's a phenomenal Phenomenal back. He's he is more of a runner than a pass catcher. This is more what he's natural at, but he's a very good runner of the football. A guy capable of making plays inside or outside. As and we know Utah just with how zone heavy they are most of the time. That was inside. But Jaquindon is a guy who was huge part of this offense and figures to be a huge part of this team's offense next year. If he stays, he very well might go. Look, Utah does a good job in NIL, but it's hard to compete with the best programs when it comes to NIL. We, I look this call the whole NIL thing's insane. I mean, Kyle McCord just left Ohio State. I've mentioned it before on my show. I think more than likely he was asked to leave, but the longer this whole saga drags on, we still haven't heard about Cam Ward going to Ohio State. So that was my whole kind of reasoning for that in the first place, right? Now Kyle McCord's at Syracuse. Like, what? That's just this was weird. And I gotta believe the reason for that more than likely is NIL driven, unless he really believes in the vision the new coach there has, and it just. I mean, but the winning tradition and history isn't there compared to the other programs. Like the what Syracuse would deem a successful season is probably somehow getting to the ACC champion. But even that, like they haven't done that in so long. So like, isn't it just making a bowl game for Syracuse next year? First year with a new head coach and everything. So versus like you versus Ohio State's is national championships. But that's what I mean. This is what NIL is doing in some ways. So could this be NIL driven? Absolutely. And you know what? Good for Jaquindon in terms of if this is the decision he's made that he has an opportunity to capitalize financially. There is no, nothing's guaranteed in the future, right? Like, do I think Jaquindon can go on and have a, a solid NFL career? I, I think he could potentially. I thought that, you know, this year might look a little more explosive. So that's why I think that put that in doubt a little bit. I thought that he would, like I said, I think the injuries, all the kind of stuff like that, just uh, dampered his stock a little bit of what I thought it was going to be. Because I think we all thought Jaquindon was just going to, take the pack by storm. And that was not really the case. Some parts, most of that being the injury and then offensive line play related, but he's a really good player. And I think you can see a lot of these teams must realize that if Jaquindon enters the portal, I would be shocked to learn. It was because of like disagreements with the coaches. I don't know. He seems like a great culture guy seems to enjoy it at Utah. Just based on everything we've seen, I have to believe this would be NIL related. And he's given a lot to Utah over these past few seasons. So I have no issue with a guy who wants to capitalize on a financial opportunity and go to another program. I, it will be, it will suck to see Jaquindon go in terms of how much I've enjoyed watching him play football at Utah. I'm sure a number of you feel the exact same way, but I can't fault him for the opportunities that could be out there. If that's the decision he ends up making. Once again, we don't know. Of course, I hope he comes back to Utah, but once again, I will harbor zero ill will for towards any of these guys. If they do make a decision like that because of, Hey, there's a good financial opportunity for me here. That is more that is more money than Utah can offer, which I think I just got to believe if Jaquindon leaves, that's what it is. Because once again, I just don't feel like he's unhappy with his role in this offense. And he knows if he comes back, he is going to be the top back, even with Makai Bernard back. I still think Jaquindon would get the majority of the carries. That's how we thought. That's how it was towards the end of last season. That's how it would be 
was going to be this season, I felt like, too. We saw kind of that mixture of him and Makai Bernard in the first game, but I still just feel like this team is going to lean more on Jaquindon. And I am, once again, very curious to see how this saga will end. Would love if Jaquindon could stay, but he very well may be heading somewhere else, and we have uh, NIL in the world we live in now to thank for it. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to monitor and see what uh, what ends up happening with Jaquindon Jackson. So that will do it for discussions about Jaquindon. But as we talk about a player exiting the program, let's talk about some player. Or, or, excuse me. Let's potentially exiting the program once again. We have no idea what's what's really going on because we haven't seen him say he's officially transferring yet. But from one player who up in the air's future, let's talk about some certainty things. Like Utah has already landed a new tight end and an elite athlete. That athlete being from the state of Utah and that tight end being a former UCLA tight end, but also from the state of Utah, which is exciting stuff for this Utah football program. And we are going to be breaking that down in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you about our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Also want to talk to you about something exciting we have going on at the Locked On Network here because Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for your 24-7 covering coverage needs in terms of sports. They have the top stories in sports with daily local experts of Locked On providing only the way they can. Plus, our national shows cover every league. You can go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Alrighty, coming back in, let's talk about some Utah recruiting. Utah officially landed Carson Ryan, who as a transfer was the 84th overall player in the portal, the seventh best tight end, 6'4", 255, you know, went to Tempview for a while in high school and then transferred to American Fork for his final year where he really blew up there. And now going to UCLA this past year, had a solid year with the Bruins, 13 receptions for 205 yards, but you know, showed some talent and potential that re- reason he was, you know, coming out at the time when the Bruins landed him. This is a guy who was a four-star, and you could see what the potential he had to be that elite player, but the tight ends have never been the most productive thing in the UCLA offense as of recently anyways, so not surprising to see him be utilized okay, but definitely could get more opportunities, and that is what Utah is for when it comes to tight ends. So am I surprised that Ryan is at Utah? Yes, and... Really quick, I'll just say why I think that could be. Originally, the reason I said I didn't see Carson Ryan coming to Utah is because I look at the tight end room and I go, Brant Keithy and Landon King, if you're Carson Ryan, why would you want to compete with those guys for an opportunity versus you're going to have to compete wherever you go, but you could compete with less established players, especially like at best you're the second guy probably if Brant gets back to healthy, right? But with Carson Ryan committing, I'll do an episode on this at some point in the future, I'm sure. I right now think the meter has to lean towards Brant Keithy leaving because once again, if I was just just putting myself in Carson Ryan's shoes, 
I wouldn't want to come to a tight end log jam. If Brant Keithy's gone or Landon King's gone, then that log jam doesn't exist as much because then you only have two elite tight ends rather than three, which is, I, or I shouldn't say Landon King's elite yet, but I feel like he's trending towards that. And just once again, a, a proven tight end with Landon King did enough this year to call him, in my opinion, to say he was proven to still do some productive things. We saw Ryan do the same thing. And we know Brant Keithy is a flat out great collegiate tight end, but with this latest news, I think there is a chance that Keithy is off to the NFL, and I think it's a high probability, hence why Ryan wanted to come here. But once again, we can discuss that another day, and that is strictly all speculation on my part. When we talk about Ryan, he actually had his season high in a game, three receptions for 69 yards against Utah, funnily enough, and that was obviously a game, too, that we know that uh, UCLA offense struggled, and that's another thing to bear in mind. Look, Dante Moore had a rough year. I mean, there's a reason he's in the transfer portal, too, so Carson Ryan's number only being 200 yards. A lot of that is on the quarterback situation they had there, too, but... He was a productive player for them throughout the season. You know, every game he played in, he caught a pass that was over 10 yards with the exception of that being the San Diego State game, which they really needed him to step up there beating San Diego State 35 to 10. I still remember looking back on that game being like, I don't really know how good UCLA is. They've only beaten Coastal and San Diego State. There, there you get Bruins fans. We're all mad. Like, how dare you insult us? And then sure enough, they their offense was abysmal against our elite defense. And because once again, they were unproven at the time. So was Dante Moore, but either way. So talk about Carson Ryan. Once again, this is an awesome get Ryan to me is a guy who does a good job adjusting to the ball. Yeah. Great size length that the player that was that four star is still there. And I think showed flashes of that last season with good hands. I think he's a decent route runner too. So I do think he's a guy and I, the size wise, I feel like he Utah will, be able to help mold him into a really good blocker. I think this is a good pickup for Utah. I'm excited to see his game kind of continue to grow and develop. And I absolutely think he'll have a chance to, if let's say Brant in my situation does leave, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Carson Ryan is the leading tight end on Utah's roster, maybe even the leading receiver. That would be a lot, but I think there's a world where that's possible. And, you know, Landon King should obviously be up there too for uh, some of the things he's 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 did in this past season. I think he'll have a chance to be in that regard, but I think that either one of those guys could end up being Utah's top tight end. But I uh, love the size that Ryan brings once again. I think he does a good job tracking the ball, being his best attribute, and look forward to him making big plays inside Rice Eccles Stadium because I definitely think he's going to be doing exactly that sooner rather than later. So he lands in Utah through the transfer portal after a stint in UCLA, but he's not the only player Utah had this week. Utah also got a, and not by any stretch of means, the only player Utah will officially add since they're also going to get a ton of players on signing day. You know, and speaking of signing day, or it was just speaking of Utah landing players, they also landed John Henry Daly over from BYU. We'll have to talk about that on tomorrow's show. That was something where I was kind of making the rundown of the game notes that just but there's just a lot going on with this Utah team right now. So that's something I promise we'll hit on tomorrow, but have to talk about Utah landing three-star athlete, Luke Bryant. This is a guy I got to actually see play in person a couple times over the past few years, got to call his game this year. And he's an incredible athlete slots as a safety right now. And if that is where he, he ends up sticking at, it's a great spot for him to be in. He's a guy who logged one interception on the season had several games with five or with more than five tackles too. And look, there's a reason I called him an athlete. He is exceptionally athletic. His speed is off the charts. He just is a exceptional football player. Takes great angles when closing in a strong tackler too. And the guy who has the speed to be able to cover side, cover each sideline. And I'm very excited to see 
what a guy like a Morgan Scally does to mold Brian and bring out the best in him. I think he's definitely a guy who can be making big plays inside Rice Cycle Stadium in the near future, whether that's on the defensive side or I wouldn't be mad to see him on the offensive side too because he was an elite receiver this year. He had 52 receptions for 605 yards, and teams knew how good of a receiver he was. They were always trying to stop or slow him down, but the Olympus offense did a good job getting the ball in a various ways and you know, made an impact as a receiver, also had 57 rushing yards on the season. I called his game against Provo where they kind of put the ball in his hands as a Wildcat quarterback late, and he was making plays. So once again, this is just a guy, get the ball in his hands. His speed is off the charts. He's got quick footwork as well. So I could I could go on with Brian. I think he's he's tremendous. And this is the kind of type of player where, you know, we get all enamored with the top recruits that Utah's getting. And I love that Utah's getting these guys too, but – how did they put themselves in position to be able to land better recruits? It was by winning Pac-12 championships. How did they win 12 championships? It's off the bow. Absolutely should with some of the things that he's accomplished once again, just a huge fan of his game and excited to see what he's going to do inside Rice Eccles Stadium because I do think it's going to be, I think it's got a chance to do some big things, whether it's contributing on special teams early on to what, again, eventually I would love to see him start on defense as a receiver. I think there's so many ways he can play. And he's got really good hands too, especially if he does stay on the defensive side of the ball. This is not a guy I see dropping interceptions. This is a guy I see making miraculous interceptions and in plays as he did this past season with the Olympus Titans. Who Shout out Olympus. I had a really good uh, football season made their way into rice Eccles stadium so bryant uh the last game of football he ever played in rice Eccles stadium at least for the high school level and his first collegiate games he'll play and will be inside rice Eccles stadium too up on the hill in salt lake so pretty cool stuff there but that'll do it for the recruiting talk and once again signing day is actually this wednesday december 20th so we'll be doing a lot of recruiting talk this week on locked on news talking about the players that are officially signing and committing to utah one of those being isaac wilson of course so exciting stuff that uh that's coming up for Utah this week. And once again, we will continue to discuss that. Just like I want to continue to have discussions with you guys on today's episode. And we're going to talk about the 2024 schedule here momentarily. But first, want to dive into and discuss with you our friends at UCCU. Learn and earn the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become more financially literate. While parents, they don't always know the answers. Learn and earn breaks down financial topics in the fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards at stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There is age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learners inside the UCCU mobile banking app so you can play anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you earn. And the more you or the more you learn, excuse me, and the more you learn, the more you earn. Learner, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. You know what's something I love? Looking ahead to 2024, because that's what we all love, right? Football games being back. And once a, a reminder too, the Las Vegas Bulls this Saturday, we got all this recruiting news, transfers, all this stuff coming on, like still one game to go in this season for Utah football. And uh, we will be covering Utah's bout with Northwestern in the Vegas Bowl on Locked On Utes this week. But uh, 
Obviously, Utah in the bowl game, they're playing for a bowl championship, but their beginnings in their first year in the Big 12, we have some dates on when the games will officially be played next year. First, August 29th, Utah will be taking on Southern Utah. Then on September 7th, they will take on BYU. And how about Utah able to work into their schedule to take on Utah State on September 14th? That is in Logan at Maverick Stadium, which I'm excited to see what uh, the crowd kind of looks like for that. Like, is that one Utah State packs it out for? They're going to be a ton of, I assume there will be a lot of Utah fans who also make the trip down. So it's exciting. You know, all of Utah's non-conference games, because only one of them is on the road, are within are in the state of Utah. And I think that's huge for this Utah team getting off to a good start. Obviously, they're going to win against Southern Utah and take care of business there. But, and they should win against Baylor too, right? Like they're in a better position. This is a Baylor program that just locks lost uh, Blake Shapin, their quarterback who was going to play against Utah and then sustained injuries. So they had to turn to the backups there. And yeah, this is one of those situations where I just, I feel like Utah at home, they're really good at home as we know. If you're, unless you're Oregon recently and we know how good that Ducks team was, they did strength inside the top 10 and a loss to a playoff team in Washington. And it was twice, but still that's their only loss on the season. So we know how good they are. And yeah, I just feel like Utah should take care of this against Baylor. And then the Utah State game will be fun, but that's another one where Utah should obviously win. This is a Utah thing that is, over the past couple seasons, been a top 15 program in college football. Did they follow that this year? Yeah. If they were healthy, do I feel very confident that they would have been right in the mix of that once again? Absolutely, because that's all we've seen Cam Rising do as a starting quarterback on this team is lead them to top 15 seasons, lead them to Pac-12 championships, lead them to Rose Bowl Burks. So how am I going to be like next year or like, yeah, they're not going to achieve that. I think they got a great chance to win the Big 12, as I've talked about on the show. And I love how people, uh, there those fans like, saying that I'm being arrogant or whatever. I saw some some Big 12 fans saying that last week. By what? Saying the team that has one of the best returning quarterbacks in the conference, saying that that school that also returns a ton of other conference talent that's won back-to-back Pac-12 championships, that they're one of my favorites to win the conference. That's me being arrogant. I feel like that's just them being like, how dare you say this team can roll in and win the conference in their first season? But it's like, well, if you look at the talent that's still there, they're going to be they're better than most of the teams in the big 12 texas and oklahoma were they're really the only two good big 12 teams this year even oklahoma state was solid but like i mean look at their losses and some of those wild games they had and i know they beat oklahoma like props to them but even them i just don't know and i like kansas state i should say that i like kansas state i, I gotta still see it to believe it with texas tech we keep talking about the hype around texas tech and then yet once again what they do to start the season opener they lost to wyoming like that stuff has to matter. So, and I know before the season started, I had actually said that I didn't think Utah was going to be a contender in the Big 12 in 2024. Why did I say that? Because the most important position on the field is quarterback. And Utah at the time felt like they're going to be breaking in a new starting quarterback. When you're changing conferences, that's not a new that's not a great thing to be doing. But with Cam Rising coming back and the state of the Big 12 as it played out this year, how can I not feel like Utah's a contender right away? They should get off to a 3-0 start based on this schedule and I'm excited to hopefully see Utah do well in the Big 12 instantly, maybe win a Big 12 championship too, because uh, then some of the haters like that, it would. I don't even care what they said to me. It would just be funny for them to like look and be like, how did Utah come into our conference and do that? That's what I find funny. Um, but we'll wait and see. So obviously the work to win that championships, though, in general, that starts with bringing in some recruits. You never know. Freshman player role sometimes, right? We saw Lander Barton help this Utah team capture their second back-to-back Pac-12 championship. We know Cole Bishop played a huge role on the first team. 
So these guys are really important, landing good recruits that are able to do that on top of the transfers. And that's what Utah's trying to do. So we're going to continue to talk about this week. We got bowl game previews. We got signing day previews. We got transfer commits coming to Utah. There is so much to talk about this week on Locked On Utes. And all right before Christmas as well, we have a ton of episodes. That is our gift to you. And I say gift, even though, yes, we bring you those episodes every single day. But we will bring you that the, the Sunday show. Actually, not the Sun. Ah. Maybe we'll do a Sunday show this week. We'll have to figure out how we want to kind of play that post-Northwestern uh, Bowl. We'll figure out. We'll have something for you after the Northwestern Bowl either way. But look forward to joining all of you and just being with you throughout this week for content purposes. That's going to do it for today's edition of Lockdown Utes, but we'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone.